politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, 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 welcome into the Mark Harvard Podcast. I'm Mark, and I'm so glad that you are in with us this week. It is Father's Day weekend, and uh, I have I have really felt like a dad the last, I guess, 48 hours. And uh, I'm going to give you the whole big rundown here in a second. We do have to talk a little bit about uh, about some uh, some holidays that have been made official in the country tonight. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about a modern-day Bible story that actually happened uh, to, to a guy like in the last few months. And it's just now coming out, and it's it's you know everybody in the world is jumping on this right now. But before we get into any of that, I need to tell you about something cool that's happening. You need to go ahead and just mark your calendars for June the twenty sixth. That's uh, next Saturday, June the twenty sixth at one p.m. We're going to be doing a special edition of the podcast from Hammer and Stain. In Birmingham, Alabama. If you're in the in the Birmingham area, which I think a lot of you are, uh, it's where the show comes out of. Um, if you're in the Birmingham area, uh, go by Hammer and Stain. It's over there in the Lee Branch Shopping Center. You know where uh, there's a movie theater there, and uh, uh, you know Publix is over there, um, and a, yeah, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, the Lee Branch Shopping Center. That's where Hammer and Stain is. And Hammer and Stain, I've known them for a while. They actually used to be sponsors of the of the old radio show. And uh, since then, uh, we, you know, we've kept a relationship going, and they would like to to partner with the with the podcast on this. So what we're doing is, I'll be out there at one p.m. on June the twenty sixth. You are invited to come on out, say hi, and uh, be a part of the podcast. But also take a look around because they're gonna have all kinds of classes that you can take and to make cool things over at Hammer and Stain. They do some really cool stuff over there, and uh, they you know, I mean they're doing right now. The big special is is the custom charcuterie boards. That's actually a thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's uh, you can learn how to make those, make little succulent uh, you know, uh, displays and centerpieces, that sort of thing, big signs and custom uh, floor mats and all kinds of, all kinds of cool crafts. You can get a big bunch of friends and have just a, a crafting party and it's it's actually a really cool thing. Um, come on out. It's a custom do-it-yourself workshop allowing makers to create fully customizable and personalized wood pieces in a fun class atmosphere. And you can book your class just by going to Hammer and Stain Beham, B-H-A-M, hammerandstainbham.com. Looking forward to next weekend where they will be part of the show at 1 o'clock on Saturday. Come on by and say hi. Now, before we get too far into it, I got to tell you, I am uh, I'm kind of drowsy. It's been a rough couple of days at my house. And let me tell you, it has been just an emotional nightmare uh, for this dad. As we go into Father's Day weekend, I feel like I feel every bit the dad uh, going into Father's Day. And a large part of it is because my kid got hurt this week. Man. Wednesday, I'm I'm at work and I get a text from my wife. She says, "The school called. Jack fell on the playground, and uh, they think one of his teeth might be loose." So I said, "Okay, I'll go pick him up from school. You jump on the interwebs and find us a a, a, a pediatric emergency dentist that can take him today, on like as part of a a, a last minute uh, emergency thing." 
She says, deal. So I go, I get to the school, I get Jack, and we go to one dentist that Dennis says, looks at it, and he says, oh, this is this is actually pretty bad. Um, I'm looking at three teeth that may need to come out. And he sent us to the ER for the local children's hospital, and um, they did great. I mean, I could not speak highly enough of this crew. They took care of my little boy so much. But uh, in the end, he did have to have three teeth extracted. And there's front two and one off to the side. So, and, and the accident was, it was just a typical thing that happens with kids. Uh, he and a buddy were racing full out to get to a teeter-totter. Jack, not the swiftest of runners. Uh, the friend got there first, and Jack, running full blast, the other kid sat down on the teeter-totter, and he took the seat of a teeter-totter right to the face. And it knocked out three teeth. So Jack is, he's... Yeah, he he was he's pretty he's he's actually pretty swollen right now. He's holding it together though. He's running around and being funny and laughing. He 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 does get a little cry a little he does cry a little bit uh, when meal times come up because he says I want I wish I want my three teeth because he feels like he can't bite into stuff right now because it's still tender. I mean he just had three teeth yanked out yesterday. So yeah, it's. It's it's sad and man, there were a couple of times during during this whole process um, when we were at the first dentist and he just he stopped crying long long enough to look at me and say and say, Daddy, I want to go home, and it was all I could do not to say, Okay, buddy, let's go and scoop him up and take him home. And then um, when they were getting ready to pull his teeth, and um, they were numbing up his gums and everything, and the doctor had reached across his face to do that, and because the doctor's hand was there. He couldn't see us at the foot of the bed. And he started crying. He wasn't really even crying. He was whimpering. He said, I can't see my mommy and my daddy. And, oh, oh my gosh. It was like, you know, bring the paddles in for me. Because this kid just killed me. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, uh, that's that's been what I've been dealing with the last 48 hours. Uh, my wife stayed home with him today. And while I was at work, and you know, he's eating soft things. We cut up a peanut butter and jelly sandwich tonight for dinner, and that felt like a giant victory. We cut it into smaller pieces. He can put it in past the front teeth and chew it with his his molars and his his uh, canines, and he's fine. And he was all about that. He was all about. He was like, "Yes, I can do this." So he's gonna figure it out. He really is. And through all that, all that trauma, all that um, horribleness. It just, it outright just astounded me how brave this kid is. Because at four years old, he had no idea what was going on. Um, we, I mean, we as adults, we could, we could, you know, wrap our head around, you know, what to, kind of what to, what to expect through all this. Jack had no idea. And still, while, yeah, he was crying. He was more angry than anything when they were getting ready to pull the teeth because they had uh, restrained him, had this big spite, this web thing that went around him to keep him from hurting himself or whatever. Um, he was angry about that. But he really just, he held it together. Every once in a while he would, he, would he, he, he could control it enough to where he could stop and talk. He could stop and... And uh, and tell me how he was feeling. Verbalize his feelings throughout this process, which was a huge win, a gigantic win. Um, for those that don't know, Jack is on the spectrum, and for him to be able to verbalize what he was feeling, I, I mean, for him to say, 
mommy, I or I am I, I'm really scared, or daddy, I'm really scared. That is huge for a kid on the spectrum. So yeah, it uh, it it's one of those things where after Jack was in bed last night, I looked at my wife and I said, I feel like we earned some parenting stripes today, and she agreed. And you know we're gonna get there tonight. Dinner was a a little bit of a victory. We made we had a victory today. And um, it's going to get better. It's going to get easier. But my kids' bravery through this has just outright astounded me. It's craziness. It's that kind of that kind of biblical bravery that comes from the heart, not from your head. Like logically, you don't have it, but in your heart, it just kind of comes from you. That's what he was showing me. And I, just as his dad, could not have been more proud for how he handled this trauma. Man. Mm. So that's what's been happening in my world. But outside of my little family unit, we've had a few big things go down. Uh, The first thing is that uh, the governor of the state of Alabama has stated today, signed the legislation that state employees will be off on Friday of this week in observance of Juneteenth. Now, the big thing, Juneteenth, what is Juneteenth? It's It's a new newly marked federal holiday that it's going to be celebrated each year on June 19th. Now, this is not the first time anyone ever has ever celebrated this holiday because it's one that the that the African American community has really has been celebrating for quite some time. And so it's, you know, it's it's kind of the government keeping up with with that with, with, with what Juneteenth is. And it it commemorates the uh, the word finally getting around to everyone in the nation that the Emancipation Proclamation had been signed. And because, you know, it, we didn't have back then, there was not um, coast to coast TV. They didn't have the Internet where they got it immediately. It was like two years before the rest of the country found out that the slaves had been freed. And so that's what Juneteenth commemorates. And so they celebrated every June 19th, which is going to be Saturday. So that means that means that every uh, federal uh, employee is going to get Friday off. And I actually know that there's a a, a a university here in town in Birmingham that got told that because they didn't have enough time to set up for <laughs> the holiday that they're gonna just gonna give them a, like a, at a later date you get uh, an extra day of paid vacation time which I get I mean you know a big machine like that you've gotta you have to you know figure out the best way to do it but you know you can't you can't shut down everything with less than 24 hours notice so. That's one of those things. It just got signed in. They're pushing it on through. And I'm actually, you know, I don't know how anybody could really be against this. You know? Because this is, we have federal holidays for things that are a lot more trivial than this. Not saying that those don't deserve it, but this is a substantial thing for a large portion of our citizenship. So, I'll, yeah, I'm absolutely on board with it. Come on with it. This is good. This is fine. Well, yeah, I mean, okay. This it probably it should have been done a while before now. So I'm on board with the Juneteenth holiday. I think that that's something that we should um, we should be okay with, and that uh, yeah, it should have should have happened a while back. So that that just happened um, just now uh, as part of the news cycle. One other thing in the news cycle that has come out that I want to talk about a little bit is uh, you've heard about uh, Christopher Sign. Christopher Sign is a, or was was a reporter with Alabama 3340 television station here in Birmingham, Alabama, and um, he passed away on June the 12th. Um, he was known for his time 
as a weeknight report anchor for 3340, worked at the station as a reporter in the late 90s, early 2000s. He actually made his way to the national, uh, to the national stage for a while. He actually came back uh, to be in Birmingham because of his family. And so he he passed away, liked guy. The guy everyone ever met the guy liked him. I never met him personally, but I mean I've I've heard from people, I've talked to people. And his uh, his funeral was uh was Wednesday, this past Wednesday. So everyone he worked with wanted to go to this funeral. News anchors, producers, directors, family and friends. They all gathered at Prince of Peace Catholic Church in Hoover to say a final goodbye. So Birmingham media is set up as a a small microcosm. I mean, people take care of each other because you never all on basically you never know who you're gonna work be working with next week. So other stations in the area helped 3340 cover their newscast so that the staff could go to the funeral. Yeah, we've got news directors from CBS 42, news directors from WVTM 13. They all agreed to share video footage from stories that they covered that day. Uh, WBRC and WIAT provided similar assistance. Uh, They said that we just want to give them a little bit of a break so they can take their foot off the pedal and go to the funeral and not have to worry about work. It was the right thing to do. Here's the thing. Here's my thought on this, though. First off, we shouldn't be surprised. We shouldn't be surprised because this is how people should treat each other. This is what we should expect from humanity baseline. This shouldn't be an above and beyond. This is what we should be, of course. Of course we'll do this for you guys. You're going through a tough time. We have the resources. We will help you. The other side of it is, I can imagine a general manager at one of these stations, not saying it happened to any of them, not saying it happened to all of them, but I can imagine the scenario where a general manager either had to sell the idea of using their resources to help out the competition to like some corporate bean counter and or basically just saying, we're going to do it. I'll take the heat. We'll just ask for forgiveness later. One of those two things happened. I guarantee you to at least one of those stations, one of those things happened. But it shouldn't. Because, I mean, yeah, I get you want to. You want to be number one in your field. You want to be the, you know, the top-rated newscast in the area. But at the same time, you got to treat people the right way. And that's what, exactly what happened. They all three got great, I mean, they're all four, rather, got great press for working together. And hopefully it it bridges some sort of understanding that maybe was not known before. I think it was there because, like I said, the uh, the Birmingham media uh, battleground, if you will, is a very almost, it's a very overlapping microcosm because everyone has worked with everybody. Everyone has friends who have worked with everybody. It's the same way in radio. Everyone at, at every radio station has in some way worked together at some point because you bounce in the market. People, I mean, the Birmingham area is a very beautiful area, very one that's full of opportunity. And so people don't want to leave. And so, you know, an, an opportunity ends. You look around in the same city for some place to go. And you've also already got a big, a big old rep built up in the area. And so someone else picks you up and suddenly you, you walk in and, hey, I worked with you four years ago at this other station. And yeah, it, it happens all over the place. So, yeah, we shouldn't be surprised 
that the other TV news stations came together and helped out. Because that's the way you that's the way you treat people. That's what you should be doing. So yeah, it's it's good to hear. It's good to hear people treating each other with compassion and with kindness. Stick around. Coming back, we're going to talk about the best and worst drivers by city in the nation. And I got to tell you, I think number one is a complete travesty. Also, a Bible story that apparently came true that repeated itself like in today days. <laughs> what? And a, a part of my childhood might be shutting down, and I'm actually a little bummed about it. All that's coming up right after the break. Stick around. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. Stick around. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Like to thank Old World Lumiere Candle Company for their continued sponsorship of the show. These guys are great, and there's still time to get your dad a candle for Father's Day. That's right, Old World has the traditional candles like vanilla and lavender, but they also have manly scents like leather and bourbon. Not together, apart. These things come in glass containers. They look awesome sitting on a dresser or a desk. Check them out online at owlcandlecompany.com. O-W-L candlecompany.com. Or grab Dad something uh, for Father's Day that'll make his world smell just a little better. Old World Lumiere Candle Company at owlcandlecompany.com. Mark Harvard has been part of the Birmingham radio landscape for years, and now his new show, The Mark Harvard Podcast, is coming to Hammer and Stain on June 26th at 1 p.m. Mark will be doing his podcast and hopefully not finding ways to hurt himself in the process. Listen in for current events, pop culture, and to find out all about the cool things happening right now at Hammer and Stain. We'll see you at Hammer and Stain in the Lee Branch Shopping Center on June 26th at 1 p.m. for The Mark Harvard Podcast. Summer's here, and it is time to update that summer wardrobe with some merch from the Mark Harvard Podcast. Go to MarkHarvardCreative.com right now and click the store link to go get t-shirts, polos, bags, and hats with the Mark Harvard Podcast logo on them. You can also pick up our famous Jesus Soundwave design featuring the audio soundwave of the name Jesus. All that and so much more found at MarkHarvardCreative.com today. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. And we are back. It is the Mark Harvard Podcast. And um, I'm happy you're here with us. Don't forget, join the show. We've got a video component of the show that's over on YouTube. And I need your support. Daddy needs a custom URL, and I can't get that until I've got 100 subscribers to the channel over on YouTube. So do me a favor, go over to the YouTube channel, and uh, just go to YouTube and type in The Mark Harvard Podcast. It comes up, you'll see a picture of me with my arms crossed, all buddy copy. And um, when you do that, go and hit subscribe. And also hit that little bell that gives you an alert whenever new stuff gets gets posted. We post new things at least once, usually twice a week we post something new there. So uh, go check that out and subscribe if you will. And share it with your friends and your family. Man. Okay, so I've, I've said it a few times today. I'm, I'm in the Birmingham, Alabama area. That's where the show comes out of. Um, a new study has come out over at QuoteWizard.com. And what they've done is they have ranked the top 70 largest cities in the country. They've analyzed 2 million car insurance quotes, and they have ranked the drivers in those top 
70 largest cities. They've ranked them uh, by accidents, speed tickets, DUIs, and citations, like running a red light, cell phone while driving, all that kind of stuff. So cities with the most dangerous driving records are rated as among the worst, while cities with the fewest driving incidents are rated as the best. So where are some of our big players? Um, Overall, number one, Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, the accident rate was number 12, DUI rank number one, speed rank 14, citation seven. Um, we get down a little bit. We've got Riverside, Bakersfield, Columbus, Richmond, Fresno, Sacramento. Let me just go down. Uh, Denver, Colorado is number 13. Still not bad. Las Vegas is 18. Also not bad at all. Philadelphia is 35. And then we get further down and down. Cities with the best drivers, though, because all, all those a minute ago were uh, cities with the worst drivers. Worst drivers are in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Vegas. That's all makes all that makes sense, right? Okay. So uh, Albany is number 34. I totally get it. I've been to Albany. Never want to go back. Um, number one, best drivers in the country, Birmingham, Alabama. Followed quickly by St. Louis, Little Rock, Arkansas, New Orleans, Memphis, Louisville, Detroit, Atlanta? What? <laughs> this is a farce. Then Baton Rouge, Grand Rapids, and Charleston uh, rounding out the top 11. So how is Birmingham the number one? Accident rank is 60, DUI rank 65, speeding rank 70, citation rank is 70. So they're saying drivers in Birmingham like to take it easy. Birmingham had fewer speeding tickets and driving citations than any other city. That safe driving culture is also why the city ranks low in their numbers of DUIs and accidents. After all, when you're in Birmingham, you take it slow and appreciate the magic of the magic city. Birmingham also made one of the biggest jumps on the list. It was ranked 29th best in the 2019 rankings. This is garbage. As someone who drive who drove Birmingham yesterday, I, I drive it frequently. My wife drives it every day. My wife was in three fender benders over the course of a week. None of them her fault. She would get hit from behind, or someone would merge over on top of her. Um, to the point we got a bigger car, so she'd feel safer on the interstate. This is hot garbage, is what this is. <laughs> And I completely disagree with it. And, then, and the fact that Atlanta is also on this list, anywhere close to the top of this list, oh my goodness. Come on. Atlanta treats those lines down the road as basic mere suggestions. Good night. So, yeah. Quote wizard, let's just say you're, 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 no, you're no niche.com. I'll tell you that. Hmm. Um, other news that is mildly disturbing, uh, Chuck E. Cheese might have to declare bankruptcy and close. I know, right? First off, how many of you really realize that Chuck E. Cheese was still open? Nobody? Okay. Um, popular kids restaurant. When I was little, it wasn't Chuck E. Cheese. It was Showbiz Pizza. Instead of a big mouse, because that's not hygienic, instead of a big mouth, you had a big gorilla playing the keyboards and all that, which, now that I think about it, might not be much better, so... Chuck E. Cheese, popular kids restaurant known for offering food and video games and those animatronic singing mice is approaching bankruptcy. The chain's locations have been closed for months due to COVID and now it's nearly a billion dollars in debt. The brand is hoping for a loan from lenders and is offering retention bonuses to keep its executives on board because once they leave, then everybody else starts leaving and then the place just goes 
all the way down. Uh, the, this place got their start in Texas. I didn't realize that. In the 1970s and hit its peak in popularity in the 90s. And there are currently 610 locations in 47 states. During the pandemic, Chuck E. Cheese has been operating as a takeout pizza delivery service under the name Pasquale's Pizza and Wings. Because if you said Chuck E. Cheese, the kids think you're bringing video games to the house. And that just that sets the stage for a whiny fit, doesn't it? So you don't want to do that. Have you seen this story? This dude got swallowed by a whale. Yeah, and I'm not talking about Jonah. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. Usually when, we're, when we go to the ocean, what we're scared of is, like, sharks, right? Not whales. So now, thanks to a story out of Cape Cod, there's a kind of a new nightmare. Uh, Michael Packard, a commercial lobster diver, uh, not a stranger to the water. He makes his living out there. He's surely seen, experienced a lot of stuff out there. But what's... What happened to him last Friday is crazy because he was swallowed by a whale. He was out in the water for a day's work, which entails diving down, plucking lobsters off the ocean floor, when a humpback whale decided to pluck him off the floor with its mouth. All of a sudden, he said, I felt this huge shove, and the next thing I knew, it was completely dark. He said, I was completely inside. It was completely black. I thought to myself, there is no way I'm getting out of here. I'm done. I'm dead. All I could think of was my boys. They're 12 and they're 15. He said, I thought I had been eating. I had been eaten by a whale, but he noticed there were no teeth and he, and he hadn't been wounded. I could sense I was moving. I could feel the whale squeezing with the muscles in his mouth. Ultimately, he guesses he was in the whale's mouth for about 40 seconds before it burst out of the water and let him loose. He said, I saw a light and he started throwing his head side to side. And the next thing I knew, I was back outside. And so he spent a day in the hospital. He was pretty bruised up. No broken bones. Um... Yeah, the odds of this happening, they say, during your beach vacation are really slim, especially since it was probably not intentional. This whale thought he was going down to the bottom to get something off and didn't realize, oh, it's a dude. So this guy was in, in this whale's mouth for about 40 seconds. So, yeah, all of his friends better be nicknaming him Jonah because that makes sense, right? Right? He should have. That should absolutely be what they call this guy now. Um, but, yeah... What would you do if that happened, you know? Because you don't really worry much about whales. You worry about sharks? If I'm, I, I don't, I say that, that, I may have misspoken. Because I don't like, I don't like swimming in the ocean. I'm not a beach person. Give me a pool any day. Uh, sand, I hate sand. It gets everywhere. I don't like it. But uh, if, yeah, if we go to the beach, I am perfectly happy sitting on a balcony watching the ocean come in and go out and that's great for me i don't need to feel sand on my feet but um much less swimming i don't like swimming in lakes i don't like swimming in the ocean i don't like swimming in places where are, there are things there that could eat me um pools great hot tub even better not not a, a an ocean swimmer or a lake swimmer but you know i've never been afraid of being eaten by a whale so that's just something that, great, something else to worry about. Fantastic. That's that's outstanding. <laughs> hey, don't forget that we have the, uh, the big event coming up. Uh, next Saturday, we're going to be doing the show live from Hammer and Stain in Birmingham. This is a cool place. It's like a do-it-yourself workshop allowing makers to create fully customizable and personalized wood pieces in a fun class atmosphere. It's kind of like a Sips and Strokes, but with lumber. 
because you can go, you can get your friends, you can you can have a party there and make some cool stuff. I, I, in the past, I've made things like a big sign, a big wood sign that had like a, a design on it. Um, but they do all kinds of stuff. Metalworking, they do. Their big thing now is to make custom charcuterie boards, which I'm a sucker for a good charcuterie board. Love those things. It's snack meat and it's all kinds of fancy cheeses and fruits. Sign me up. But we're gonna um, we'll be doing the, in the show there next Saturday, the 26th, at uh, at 1 p.m. Come on by, say hi, and you can take a look around the store and see what all kinds of things you can sign up to go make. It's a lot of fun. You feel really accomplished when you get done because they get you to do stuff that you never would have done. Uh, if you want a preview, you can go to hammerandstainbham.com and get all the information there. And uh, go ahead and uh, and uh, just make plans to be there. We'd love to see you at Hammer and Stain Beham next weekend at 1 p.m. Also, don't forget to go by find us on all of the social medias. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. That's uh, over on YouTube. We need you to go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're also on Twitch. Go find us on Twitch. Just do a, a search for Mark Harvard Podcast on Twitch. We'd love for you to be a part of us. All the fun there. Um, yeah. So all that kind of stuff. Hey, also don't forget, if you want to be a part of the show, um, you maybe want to address something we talked about today on the show. Maybe it's something you want to throw in a few two cents on. All you have to do is give us a call on our hotline. It's 205-616-2058. 205-616-2058. Leave a voicemail. You may hear yourself on the next podcast. Also, you can send us an email, mark, M-A-R-K, at markharvardcreative.com. Mark at markharvardcreative.com. You can also leave a message over on the Facebook page, too. I read all that, and uh, that'll get to me pretty quickly as well. That does it for me. I'm out of here, and we will see you next week, and uh, also next weekend at Hammer and Stain Beham. And I'm out. The Mark Harvard Podcast.